evil has found its way home and it brought with it a reality TV film crew, a kung fu black belt rapper, and a supermodel. We watched Halloween Resurrection. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what that means. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies, movies so bad they're scary. I am your host, Marshall Hampton. With me, as always, is my co-host and best friend, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Hey, everybody. How's it going? How are you doing? It is, before we get any further and introduce our guest today, I just want to say we are recording this on Halloween itself. It is Halloween afternoon. We're having a great time. Excited for tonight. Excited for this movie. Now, let's introduce our guest with us today. He is a friend of the show. He's been with us before. You know him. You love him. Mr. Coffee Doug Jones is back. Happy Halloween. Yes, happy Halloween to you and to you and to all of our listeners. I'm actually very excited to be here on Halloween. This is awesome. Happy Thanks, Sam guys. Hain. Yeah, right on. Sam Hain. Or Samhain, depending on how you Ooh, Samhain. Yeah. Whenever then, you say Sam Hain, it reminds me of the Ghostbusters cartoon. Wasn't that the like evil character they had to fight all the time that had the pumpkin head and the big cape? I don't remember that cartoon well but enough. But this was like the cheesy Ghostbuster ones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, what, not, the, not the real Ghostbusters. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's way different. They, they actually had like an ape investigator. Yes, yeah. yeah. Such a weird Isn't that show. weird? Yeah. yeah. How are they able to use the Ghostbusters name? That's a whole thing. I could tell you all about it, but Marshall's on a time constraint. We'll, we'll here. move on. <laughs> um, awesome. So today's episode, we went big. We went with a, to me, my most beloved horror <clears throat> movie franchise of all time. So even though I love the series, so a little bit pains me to actually do this movie, but at the same time, I hate this movie as well. Um, we did Halloween Resurrection, the eighth installment in the Halloween series. Wow, what a movie this is. Um, so this is the eighth and final of the original incarnation, is that correct? Yes. Okay. Do yes, you have is. any inkling or idea if the original incarnation is ever going to make a return? Like a like a Halloween 9? Correct. I would I would doubt it, just mm-hmm. be... Unless I would... I don't know. It, they would either. I would think they have to take up from where Rob Zombie's left off, which that one kind of finalized his little two-part series, if I remember correctly. Well, yeah, they'd have to start. There's three timelines going on in yeah, that series yeah. now, so it's like, how do you pick which one to yeah, you'd pluck have to from? Start over again, which so, is annoying. Yeah, in and of itself. Yeah. Um. So yes, <clears throat> Halloween Resurrection was released July 12th on two, in 2002. Which I also just brought up the bad thing. That's a weird release date for a Halloween horror movie. I mean, why July? Why not just wait till Halloween and fall to release that? I always say that too, and I agree. Sometimes though, they say that an August release will do better for a horror movie historically, and I don't know why that is. I just don't think they put out enough horror movies in October to really gauge it. Yeah, I'm like you. They it should be it should come out in September. 
Right. Yeah. That, I, I, yeah. September's a nice balance. I agree with that. Um, you can find the movie. Uh, let me see here. I have it. It is available on Amazon Video. Uh, you can find it on Google Play, iTunes. It, did anybody else find it anywhere else? Netflix. Netflix. It is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I Pinch poke, you owe me a Coke, Aaron. Oh. All right. I, yeah. I didn't know. I actually owned the movie, so I didn't look for it. I was about to say, you probably own this, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, it was written by Larry Brand, who gets credit for the story and screenplay, and Sean Hood, who also works on the screenplay. Now, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill do get credit as writers, but basically just for the characters. So, But really, that just breaks down to they're getting continual credit for creating Laurie Strode and Michael Myers, because that's all they had. They really had nothing to do with this movie at all. Nothing. Um, it was directed by Rick Rosenthal, who, again, if you're a really big Halloween fan and follow the timelines, he actually directed Halloween 2 way back in 81, I think it was released. Uh, 80 or 81, I think it was, but I could be wrong. And that's the hospital one, right? That's yeah, the okay. hospital one, yes. Uh, and it has a runtime of 94 minutes, so it's your average length. Short and sweet. Um, the cast is... They try, you know, they try to get some names at the time for this movie. Uh, does Jamie Lee Curtis does come back as Laurie Strode? Uh, it <laughs> fucking stars goddamn Buster motherfucking Rhymes. <laughs> He's the first name that they put. Buster Rhymes. Buster yeah. Rhymes, who at the time was that was his heyday of music. Pretty career. big, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know, maybe a little before. Uh, about two thousand, I think, was his big heyday. But uh, and there's Tyra Banks, uh, Sean Patrick Thomas. Bianca Kozlik, Daisy McCracken, Katie Sackhoff, I, which she got to fame mostly from her Battlestar Galactica series. She was a big sci-fi. That was her big claim to fame, after, which was after this movie. Was that Sean Patrick Thomas like a big actor back then? Because watching the movie in the beginning, it says like special guest it star. Does. I saw it's that. a special appearance by. Yeah, okay, special appearance. And I was really like, weird. he's in the whole movie. Yeah, because it's not like just a cameo. He's like one of the main characters, and... Spoilers, he's pretty much the last one to die. Why is he so special? Yeah, I, I don't get it. Like, I, he, I didn't get it either, because I was like, I don't know who that guy is, and I still don't he, care. I want to say he did some <laughs> other movies. Like, he definitely did other movies. I want to say he was, might have been in like, Finding Forrester, which was Sean Connery. And uh, I know he did some other stuff, but huh. other than that, like I don't know. I, I agree to say I don't know why he got the special. You know who I recognize more by... was the kid who was in Rookie of the Year. <laughs> yeah, that kid. I was like, oh, it's the Rookie of the Year kid. <laughs> well, it's also got the kid, one of the American Pie kids as well. That the Rookie so, of the Year, oh, same kid. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, to me, he's American Pie kid. Yeah, so. he plays like this horrible character too. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that guy. So that's really it. It's <clears throat> relatively small cast. Um, so let's dive into Halloween Resurrection. Oh, boy. Okay, so the movie opens at an insane asylum where we reunite with Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode. She has been institutionalized since the events of Halloween H2O. Uh, and we see flashbacks explaining how Michael Myers lives and why she's been in, in basically locked up in the hospital. So... For everybody who, if you don't know, and if you, for those who you know, just remind he at the end of Halloween H show, Lori cuts off Michael Myers' head with an axe. Um, so it's, it seems to be a pretty final, you know, final of uh, final death. Decapitation yeah. should work. Yeah, you, you would think. <laughs> uh, so in the flashback, it shows that before uh, Michael got loaded in the ambulance, he 
sw- he killed a paramedic and switched out their clothes. He puts on the paramedic's outfit. He puts the paramedic in the Michael jumpsuit with the mask on him. Now he didn't kill him. No, he, he crushed his kill. larynx. He cl- crunches, yeah, crushes his larynx so he can't speak and just makes noises. Uh, and then shoves him into the back of the ambulance, which Laurie Strode steals and drives off with. In this scene where he's <clears throat> choking the guy, crushing his larynx, Michael Myers is so much bigger than he is. He's got to <laughs> at least have six inches, maybe eight, on him as he's just strangling this little paramedic guy. And they swap clothes. Yeah. That's you know, a good point. You know, the paramedic would just be, look like he's like a little kid wearing his dad's clothes, <laughs> flopping around in Michael Myers' giant baggy suit. And, the, and they did kind of show a little bit when Michael Myers is walking around the paramedic shoot that it, his sleeves are a little higher. But it wasn't nearly, like, it was pretty ridiculous. He should have been like Fat Man in a little coat. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Uh, so, yeah, so Lori ends up killing, chopping the head off of this paramedic guy. <coughs> Michael walk, he, he lives. That's how they explain it. So, um, you just talking about this is making me angry again. Yeah. After, <laughs> it really is. Yeah, I, uh, I would say when I saw H2O, I was like, no, they actually could be killed. Like, how do you come back? Like, the other deaths in the previous years, like, okay, all right, whatever. He survives the burns. He survives the guns, whatever. But like, okay, they cut off. This is it. This is the final Halloween movie. You know, and I'm like, I, I came to grips with it. I was okay. I'm like, all right, Lori Strode comes back. She gets revenge. She kills a good guy. Like, okay. Even though there'll probably be no more Michael movies, which I love Myers. I came to grips with it. I made my peace and I was, I became serene and <laughs> tranquil about, and then this shit comes along and good God, did it just crush me. <laughs> so just leave him dead. Yeah. I, that's the point. I was like, I'd rather have just ended at H2O than follow up with this. And that's the thing. It's out of context. If you were to put like that in another horror movie, the, the way they brought him back, if it would have been like, part four or five of whatever franchise, like Jason or something, sure. you would have been kind of okay with yeah, it. But yeah. with the such finality of H2O mm-hmm. for them to like cheat to, it really pisses you off. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, totally, totally agree with that. So back to the movie where <clears throat> one of the security are, it turns out, uh, Lori, we kind of zoom in on her and she's basically plays catatonic. She, she's just out of it. But she's she's faking it and she hides all of her pills inside this doll that she keeps with her, so she's not actually doped up. So she's pulling the fleece over everybody's eyes. We go outside. We see one of the security guards. He's he's outside. He's looking around the grounds and he bumps into a character named Harold. And this is one of the inmates slash patients. And he wears this clown mask, which I'm sure is a nod to original Halloween because Michael was always wearing a clown mask. Yeah. And this 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 patient is obsessed with serial killers. He just rambles off facts about them. That's his obsession. Uh, so the security guard escorts Harold back to his room, and then goes and meets with his another guard in like the surveillance monitor room. And then he's like, "Oh, well, there's Harold roaming around in the basement. I, I thought, thought you just, put him away. Yeah, yeah. So, well, let's go get him again. So they leave to go get him. As soon as they turn away from the monitors, we see Michael Myers roaming the halls in the security camera. So, boom, here he is. In the basement, the fat black guard stops at a vending machine to get some food while his partner goes on ahead to find Harold. I skipped dinner. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, the fat one has to can't do his job until he gets the sweet, sweet treats. And gotta, have his, gotta have his donuts. Yeah. Um, 
So the other guard, he, he stopped. You see him stop. He starts talking to somebody who he thinks is Harold. He's like, hey, what are you doing down here? Where'd you get that blah, blah, blah mask from or something like that? And the camera cuts back to fat guard shoving food down his face. And we hear a scream. Fatty rushes off. The fat guard enters the laundry room. And we get treated to something that's been done so many times before. You hear one of the dryers going. And it's you hear something banging around inside of it. And he turns off the machine, opens the door, and inside he finds some blade sheets and the severed head of the other guard. So yeah, and this is this is where he stumbles back and trips over yeah. the decapitated body. Why didn't he see the body in the first place? Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that too. It's like, it, it, he he know. walks up and he's so fixated in the dryer he doesn't have the wherewithal to kind of just glance down at yeah. a giant. That guy was a pretty big dude. Body on the floor. Well, if right, that, right there by the dryer. In his defense, if that stuff was over drying, it would shrink, Aaron. So <laughs> he's got to make sure that it hasn't been on too long. <laughs> those poor patients, those sheets are going to be too short. Yeah. Their feet will be sticking out the bottom. Yep. So just like, again, they ripped this off of uh, H2O. That he, Michael lowers himself down from like these overhead pipes. With one arm. And how, where was he hiding? Yeah, it's like, where's the I, space for him I mean, up there? Does he do parkour or something? Was he just like holding himself, bracing himself? There's, yeah. It doesn't show anywhere <laughs> he would have been. Yeah. Yes. There's no space for him up above there. And especially for him to lower himself down the way he does with like one fucking hand. Hey. Which is exactly what he does in H2O. I'm yes. glad you brought that up yes. because that is such a, it's such a ripoff. Yeah. Like that like, was such a cool scene in was, H2O. It, was, it, was. it fit. I think that's why they tried. Like, this was so cool. Let's do it again. And yep. I'm like, no, get original. We've seen it before. Don't. <laughs> Come on. Michael Myers does CrossFit. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Because in H2O, it was, him, it was him adapting because his sister was a challenge. Like, yeah. he couldn't just kill her easily. He yeah, needed to do something different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I would much rather see him just walk straight up to this guy from behind and just stab him yeah. and do this ninja shit. Um, so, <laughs> as Eric said, the fat guy, he stumbles back. Michael grabs the guy from behind, slits his throat with his trademark large kitchen knife. And he heads off to find Lori's room. Now, he gets to the room, and badass Michael Myers, though, he doesn't open the door, he doesn't punch it up, doesn't kick it down. He just walks through it, and it just erupts and splitters. Like it it's just, a graham cracker. Yeah. He just walks straight through the door. How is that possible? I've worked in a psych ward for three years. Several different ones. Those doors are thick and hard. Yeah. And he just walks through it like it was a graham cracker. Yeah, one yeah. paper towel, just yeah. right through it. Um, so he sees, you know, Lori does the old pillows in the bed trick and Michael was about to stab his pillows when she smacks him from behind with the lamp, runs out of the room. Michael stalks off after her and the, she leads him up to the roof. She lures him to the edge with, by putting like her, her robe on the edge of the roof, making it look like she's went over or something. And she springs the trap, which is basically just an elaborate snare trap she fucking home alone's him here yeah. yes you know? yeah <laughs> which earlier one of the guards had said that she's catatonic but they found her on the roof a couple times i don't know if you caught that like they were like we keep finding her on the roof which oh, i guess yeah. she was setting that you, you, that can, makes you, sense. you can be catatonic and still yeah move and wander of course just, yeah anyway. that makes sense then I, I probably was too busy writing notes to pick up on that line but, but yeah they, they did sense. mention that okay. she's been on the roof a couple times so that, that's why i was like okay she's She's got a plan. Yeah. You know. Not a good plan, but a no, plan. I was about to come up to that. It was so, a Macaulay Culkin plan. So, so Michael's hanging upside down by his ankle at this rope. 
and he drops his knife. She picks it up and starts to cut the rope. And it's going to drop him I mean, yeah, I mean, know, to drop three stories down. or something. Now, I say, Grant, at this point, we don't really know how high up they are. But I wrote that everything that Michael has lived through, this is pretty much the lamest and, and weakest, like, this would be his lamest and weakest death in comparison. Like, she should know that him falling like two stories is not going to kill yeah, him. Yeah, that shit ain't going to work. <laughs> He's been stabbed, blown up, burnt, <laughs> filled with bullets, stabbed more times. I mean... Dropping him off basically like twenty feet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ow. (laughs) So anyway, she's cutting the rope and she has flashbacks of her killing the wrong person. And she's like, "Oh shit! I better decide this is the right guy this time." So she stops cutting. She goes to remove Michael's mask. Michael grabs her arm. They struggle. The rope snaps, and they both go over the edge. Again, CrossFit Michael managed to (laughs) grab the roof and hold on with one hand. Lori's like holding him around his waist or his neck or something. And so with one hand, he stabs Lori in the back with his one hand while holding onto the roof with the other. She starts dying. She kisses him on the lips of the mouth, a mask saying, I'll see you in hell. Then falls to the ground, which is at this point we realize, okay, it's basically three stories at most. At most. At most. And you know what? After seeing that fall, because he's still holding the knife. Yeah. He stabs her, has a knife in, her, in, her, in his hand, and she falls, goes through some trees, which will slow her down. She could still be alive. I didn't even think they were trees. I just thought they were bushes. Because when she falls through them, it's like, it's not like the, tr- I don't know, it didn't look like she <laughs> fell through like a canopy of trees, like, oh, the trees cover up. She falls and like lands on, like, you still see her like with a few branch bushes. Things. She I could their branch easily bushes. still be alive. In horror <laughs> movies, of course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so she could always come back and be like, ha <laughs> Never rule out uh, Laurie Strode now. You're right, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so she's supposed to be dead. Michael finally kills his sister. And, um,. Now, for me, that was the second Halloween movie in a row. H2O, when it started, when I was sitting in the theater, and I realized that they had wiped away part four, five, and six. I was was coming to that in the odds, man. Okay, but... We'll discuss that thoroughly. Okay, and just... I was disappointed in the first five minutes of H2O. I was like, okay, this is pissing me off. They're just acting like it didn't exist. But they redeemed themselves, and I thought it was awesome. This one, when they killed Laurie Strode... I was like, that's how they wipe away this decades-long, yeah. you know, conflict. And for me, it never really rec- – I couldn't get it back. Like, it wasn't cool enough yeah, to I, come back. I was I like, agree. fuck this. Like, what I would ra- – if that, that's what they were intended to do was kill Laurie Strode, what, to me what they should have done is had that happen at the end of the movie. Like, the shit that goes on in the main book could have been first, and then at the end – you know, when they think Myers is dead, he shows up at the hospital and then kills Laurie Strode. That's and smart. That, to me, that would have been... And then you could end the movie with her death, series over, Michael... You can say Michael goes on to do whatever the fuck he's going to do. Disneyland. So, yeah, he goes to Disneyland. <laughs> but don't start the movie with him killing, like, your main <clears throat> protagonist for, like, last 20 years, basically. And then go on to this, this shit movie that follows. And that was my favorite... Honestly, that was probably my favorite part of the movie was this the whole scene of him hunting down Laurie. And that was... I, that was almost like a separate little piece. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like a, it's like two different movies. Really. Yeah, like and short I, and then the regular movie. And I liked the short better. Yeah, you know, I mean, if I yep. just said stop, it'd be like, well, that was a really short Michael Myers movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, back to the movie. Michael goes into Harold's room, 
and gives him his bloody kitchen knife and leaves. And while while Harold's going, <gasps> Michael, Michael Myers, and he's born 1957. Yeah, he starts yeah, reciting yeah. Myers facts, which again I'll come back to those uh, in odds and ends. Uh, movie cuts to Haddonfield University, so now this small little town suddenly has a university in it, which has never been there. It's really nice university too. Actually, it's pretty big. I, it's number six. There was a college, but I don't know if it was Haddonfield University or not. I don't remember. Um, and basically, this is where we're introduced to the main character, Sarah, sitting in the classroom listening to some lecture, um, which again I think is supposed to be similar to Laurie Strode sitting in her high school room in the first one. Um, after the class, Sarah meets up with her two other friends, Jen and Rudy. Uh, Rudy, who was like a cooking major or a chef or something, uh, which plays a part later. It's kind of lame, but it, they bring it back later. Uh, Foreshadowing. Yeah. So it turns out they said all three of these guys, which the odds of this happening are re- fucking retarded. Uh, all three of them just happen to be picked for this reality internet show. This, you know, and uh, so they're all excited about being on this show. Uh, they're in their dorm room. Uh, we see that Sarah's getting emails from a guy named Deckard, which is kind of like her internet chat room pen pal, and this guy's basically in love with her. Ah, uh, the late 90s, early 2000s, when you could just randomly start up chats with random people and AOL instant it. messenger, man. Yeah. Kids, ask your parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ask, <laughs> that was a weird time. So it was yeah. kind of funny watching this. It's like, oh, yeah, people did. I did that. I did that, oh, too. Man. Yeah. Every, I remember it was like, what's your AOL? What's your AOM? What's your IM name? What's your, yeah, like, my, I was a Yahoo user. But yeah, same yeah. thing. And I, I think I had an AOL account, too. I had both for a but while. But it was yeah. just like, yeah, I talked to people and... You know, Indiana and Michigan. And it was just, like just stuff before text messaging and Facebook. Right, thing. like just like, randomly. And I'm like, eh, you know, one girl came to see me. Yep, I remember that volleyball player, right? Yeah, well, she well she was a volleyball player, but she was definitely tall and big. And yeah, I remember. Holy cow, yeah. yeah. Um, so. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> We've got some time. So... <laughs> One girl came to see you. Yes. So you were messaging this girl. Correct. And you'd just been talking. Yes. And you just let her come see you yes. in college. Yes. How did the the weekend go? Well, <laughs> I, uh, I, she sent me a few pictures. I guess they were old pictures. Uh, when she did come to see me, she was kind of like a giant. Different than what you expected. She was, she was the big show. Okay. <laughs> she was taller than I was, you know, by like a good two or three inches. How I, far did she I'm travel? I'm by the way. Uh, she traveled four or five hours. Drove, like I think she was like from Springfield, Illinois, or, or north of Springfield. Yeah. So wow. she drove down to Carbondale, Illinois, spent the weekend with me. And I'm pretty sure she wanted me to take her virginity. Wow. And I did not. <laughs> For the record. For the record, I was good. Should have been bad. I don't know. But whatever. Yeah. Should have made her dreams come true. Uh, don't no. get me wrong. Yeah. Young and in college, that I remember that. And I had friends I would talk to on those kind of chat scenes. I have uh, a cousin that married a girl that way. For, that wow. was before MySpace. He met her on one of those, and they're still married. Wow. But... Just to think of that kind of thing today is f- yeah. fucking crazy yeah. and just scary. She, yeah, t- like from her point of view and mine too. You know, like, yeah. why would I let the stranger come over and stay at my place? Yeah, you don't know who you're talking to. Oh, okay, I, I just no, couldn't. That's, fine. that's just that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So that's, I'm sorry I did a little side trip, a little road trip. All right. Um, so they, Sarah and her friends, go to this orientation 
for the internet show, and it's being held at this like sleazy motel. It's like a really crappy motel. And this is where we meet Freddie Harris, played by Busta Rhymes, and Nora, played by Tyra Banks, along with the three other members of the cast. Rookie of the Year Kid, yeah. which is American Pie Kid, Feminist Redhead, and Rebel Bad Boy Punk guy. From the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, like, that guy game. was out of an 80s horror movie. Yeah, yeah. He, he needed to listen to The Cure. You know. um, so they're told that they will be exploring the Myers house live on the internet on Halloween night. Um, we get some very, very basic talking head interview shots. This is basically just designed for the audience to get some kind of sense of each of who each of these new characters are. And it then it just cuts the bus around in his motel, watching old Kung Fu movies in, in his, in his room. Talking to himself. Yeah. Talking to himself. Just going, Oh yeah. Kung Fu. Oh, he's badass. I'm like, it. Yeah, it was yeah the descri- the descriptive dialogue in that for the things he said. <laughs> I talk to myself when I'm alone, and if people people have caught me at work talking to myself, and they're like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I don't know. I just do that." But it was like this was crazy. Yeah. He was talking like they were like they were trying to explain the scene. You could see the scene. It was really yeah. strange. It's like he was talking to a friend. Who's blind? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That is, yes. Look at old Chun Li <laughs> with a cigarette in his mouth doing spin kicks. Oh, man. He's bad motherfucker. Yeah. That is <laughs> a great way to exactly put it. it. Yes. <laughs> so Sarah knocks on his door and she's like, I want to back out. I don't want to do this. But of course, Buster talks her into staying. Puts on the charm. Puts on the charm. The next day, the three girls are shopping for new clothes to wear on their, you know, big internet television event. And Sarah's looking in the mirror, and in the reflection, she sees Michael staring at her from outside the store. She spins around, and he's, of course, he's gone. All she sees is just a mother and her child. Why would she be seeing images of Michael Myers? <clears throat> I, probably just because she's freaked out to go to his house. But, I mean, she has no connection to Michael. She's not like a no. relation. Or, she's not like she's been stalked by him before. Not a niece. It's nothing. Just, now, yeah. they've done that scene before, All and I've time. always, I'm, I'm okay with it once or two. If you noticed in this movie, that happened a couple times where they see a Michael Myers that isn't there. It got stupid. Yeah. They did it like four or five times. Yeah. Well, they do it at the very beginning with, Lori, with Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, she there's, sees there's but one. I give that one, I'm totally fine. Because she's probably been, she's got solely like mental. She's, she's, she's in a mental war, yeah. She's zapped out of her mind from, from this guy. So I get that PTSD stuff. Uh, but her, <laughs> yeah, I get her. Hers is really no reason. Other than that, yeah, she's nervous to go check out his house. But why would she be having hallucinations of seeing him is a bit much. I totally agree. It's I didn't care for it. So I'm skipping ahead a little bit here. And the crew of Dangertainment is setting up cameras in the old Myers house. And Michael is there. He's there. And he kills the cameraman by basically just stabbing him through the neck with a tripod. Which is fucking weird. And why this tripod has like a giant blade on it Spike? i don't yeah. know which conveniently you brought it up earlier how the security guards were looking at the camera and then right when they walk away michael shows up yeah in this scene tyra banks is talking to the cameraman and oh. then she goes to make a coffee yeah she's talking to him the whole time very yeah, diligently but... asking him to put it in a specific you know like yeah get a she's good like shot. in the, their production mm-hmm. Headquarters, which is basically set up in the garage. So she's like, set it up, set it up. I, I need to check out the shot. And then she turns around and makes a very elaborate diabetic coffee. It's yeah. full of so much sugar and, and cream. cream. <laughs> it takes her forever to make and this it, thing. Yeah. And she, but she, is she wearing the headphones when she's doing this? No. no. Okay. Because I was about to say, because 
Why didn't the guy scream? But it's in that moment that that happens. Yes. You yeah. know? Michael and Myers it, kills him, drags his body off screen, and then sets Michael Myers happens to set up a very nice camera angle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. This, yeah, I don't know why the tripod has a giant spike on it. That just makes no sense. Um, so, Freddy shows up to the Myers house with the cast now, and Sarah, <laughs> once again, thinks she sees Michael in a window, but... Which he, if you look carefully, he actually is there. You can see his mask, but it's so it's done in a way that it kind of blends it with the curtains, and he could make miscues. There's really nothing there. Um, so the cast, they gear up, they put on their heads, their, their head mounted cameras. Anybody knows the sound effects during that time? It's like, yeah, it seemed like a scene like it's like a, a SWAT a, team gearing right, up. Right, it's like a SWAT team scene <laughs> where they're like putting on the bullets on the chest and snapping, snapping, all the, snapping the grenades on the their arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It totally is. It totally is. So they're wearing these head-mounted cameras, which are basically shitty early versions of the GoPro. Or, or colonoscopy cameras. But, or, cool. Yeah, because they're So they go and they go inside. They're looking around. In the kitchen, Rudy notices that the spices in the spice cabinet are fresh. Mm-hmm. And, he, and then he finds in the drawer a large kitchen knife that Michael Myers always Now, this is the chef, right? This is the okay. chef. And that kitchen knife was a fucking sword. Yeah. That thing was, was ridiculously huge. It's uh, so Rudy and Sarah, they're in the kitchen. They open up the pantry door, and this baby's high chair comes shooting out at them. And this high chair has chains and locks on it. And everybody's like, I wonder if they lock up Michael in this as a baby. So, and there's also like this giant, ridiculous key attached to it as well. Um, so cut to a Halloween party, uh, that a bunch of college kids are at, and Deckard and his friend Scott are attending. But all Decker wants to do is find a computer and watch Sarah on the show, which he does. He finds one in like the den or stuff. Actually, a nice setup. Yeah, it actually, is for the for time. It's a pretty swanky setup. Mm-hmm. Big old big screen TV. Even today, I'd say it's a good setup. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. It was. I would. I'd take it. I liked it. So, <laughs> so night falls. The group back in the Myers house splits up to search the house. Jen, the blonde girl, Jen, and the guy from American Pie, they head upstairs to Judas' old room. Rookie of the year. Um, yeah, and Battlestar Galactica chick. Yeah, and Battlestar right. Galactica. Now, she, in this movie, she's the ditzy kind of silly girl, and yeah. I've never seen her in another role like that since. I, I just, never I just, really. I never watched Battlestar Galactica. I just know from research that's what she did. Yeah. Uh, I know she she was she did a few episodes of Big Bang Theory because she was Howard's fantasy in the bathroom. Yeah, because she was actually the, Katie Sackhoff on that. Yeah, she played her character from. Star I'm pretty next. sure she's usually kind of like a badass, strong right. chick. So yeah, it was weird sure to see her. Yeah. I mean, even though she was kind of goofy and silly, she still had a strong personality. Yeah. She, yeah. Okay. She, she, in a way, was a little annoying at times. She kind of reminded me of Tina from number five, who was the black haired girl who was so goddamn annoyed. And that wore that red and black outfit. I think no, she was kind of like a French maid or something like oh, that. Oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, she yeah. did have a cape on. For yeah, sure. yeah. Let's with a cape. Really Marshall going back. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, Jen teases a bit that she's going to flash the camera. We see Michael lurking around the shadows. Donna, the feminist redhead, and the rebel punk guy head down to the basement while Rudy and Sarah wander around the main floor, and they hear Jim scream. Jen say, "Ah!" They run upstairs, and she's gone. So they're like, oh, we got to find her. And Rudy enters one of the rooms and shines a flashlight right on Michael, but of course, who's hiding in the corner. But of course, he doesn't see him because he just happens to be turned around looking out in the hallway at the same time the flashlight goes over Michael, which is kind of cool. But at the same time, why the fuck would you, like, 
Like, you can't see me doing it because there's no visual here, but they, it's it's retarded. Look where the light is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so Sarah goes into a different room. Jen pops up behind her screaming, and it was all just a joke Jen like, was playing. She's like, ha easy scare. Yeah. I did think it was neat in this movie how almost all of it is in the dark. Like, not annoyingly, like, you could see the characters as the viewer. They did well. But I kind of like that it was all a haunted house. I have to give them a little bit of credit because it was definitely dark enough that it seemed dark. And, yeah, I mean, they they, they played off the shadows well, the darkness, Michael lurking. It was understandable. He could yeah. maybe, maybe not be seen <clears throat> at times. Whereas other movies, we always, like, several movies we've done when they say, it's so dark in here and everything's so bright. bright. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they, I will say they didn't have... Uh, not that they would see anything because they weren't looking through the camera, but none of the cameras were night vision either. Which, for now that I think about it, is really kind of an oversight on the production company. Like, if you're going <laughs> to sit through a dark house, you yeah. have cameras that would actually be able to see in the dark. Way to go, Buster Rhymes. <laughs> yes. Dangertainment, you fucked it up. And at least when they did the point of view cameras, they would switch back and forth. Which I always wish point of view movies would do now, where you see it from their point of view, like paranormal activity kind of thing, but not yeah. as annoyingly. But then they go to regular movie version, right. whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, third person or whatever. Yeah. yeah the uh, setup they have the Dangertainment when they were watching it on the screen, but the kids are at the party watching it on the screen, like they could just click on different things. I like that. Yeah, which is where that's what we're coming to. So we, the party's going on, and at this time, a large group of people have amassed around Deckard, who's watching this, they're all watching this show now. And yeah, like Aaron said, they, there's like on the website you like click on each care each character's different point of view and enlarge it, and you could follow which person you like the best and see everything. Now and then with each, I don't know if you brought that up, but with each kid going in, didn't they tell them that this could make you a star? Because like Aaron said, which with the viewers being able to watch yeah. different ones, it was like so they were like, you need to be entertaining, yeah, so yeah. that way it'll pick up. So you know, people are watching your feed. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. A little motivation. Exactly. That's so, why we should have seen her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to Buster, Buster Rhymes and Tyra Banks in the garage, which is, like I said, turned into the production center. And they're drinking wine now. And so I'm like, all right, we did it. Let's drink some wine. Back, American Pie guy, who is now standing in front of a mirror, talking to the camera. Rookie of the year. And, <laughs> uh, and, He's saying that he's going to get Jen back for that. Yo, we're going to get her back. Yes, we are. Michael comes crashing through the mirror from the other side, just crashes, grabs him. You don't see how he gets through, like, out of the hole in the wall, but somehow he so does. He would have to go through the wall, through the... Because it's like a dresser pushed against the wall. I, it's like a mess. I thought it was a mess in cabinet mirror. Either way. But, well, yeah, either way. <laughs> so, yeah, he goes through the wall, uh, through the mirror, and then... But it's not a big mirror. It's just like a kind of an oval-shaped mirror. But you don't see him actually like climb all the way through. You just see him like half in, grab him. Next thing you know, he's fully out. So it just they didn't... doesn't make sense. Michael's new move is just crashing through things. Yes. He's <laughs> like the Kool-Aid man. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah! yeah. <laughs> Stab. Uh, so, yeah, he comes crashing through the mirror. He grabs him. American Pie screams as Michael just repeatedly stabs him over and over again. And yet, for this, for some reason... Nobody else in the house hears him screaming, even though just like two minutes ago they all heard Jen scream. Huge crash through the, I mean, smashing, crashing, yeah. banging, screaming, stabbing, and nobody nothing. hears it. 
And another thing that oh, they go back, they cut back to the production truck, and Rookie of the Year's uh, Cameron goes dead. Yeah, and well, we're Bust, not even, he's not even dead yet, but yeah, well, his camera goes dead. The camera dies. The camera goes goes like static shows up, and then Buster Rhymes goes, "Oh man, that motherfucker must have dropped it. That dumb motherfucker." Yeah. And then Tyra Banks goes, "It's okay, baby. I think everything's going great." What? Yeah. <laughs> Why did you not just watch what happened? Like, like that's. I, they I were underst- looking at the cameras because they're too busy drinking. They're too busy drinking. I get that. They're too busy drinking. But at the same time, she's just like, nah, don't worry about it. One of our main yeah, characters' like, cameras are down. Big deal. <laughs> I got this. We're fine. So, yeah. So, like I said, like I was saying, the camera here goes between the POV of his head's camera, the normal movie third-person view, and then the, like, the views of watching it through the monitors in the production van, which, like I said, Buster, Ryan's entire mm. aren't even looking at because they're too busy drinking. So Michael delivers the killing blow by stabbing him straight down into the head. And so there he goes. American Pie is dead. Rookie of the year. Uh, <laughs> his, yeah, his camera goes out and we, we Aaron just covered that. So, and they just go back to drink. Like, fuck it. We go back to drink some more. <laughs> oh, well, oh, well done. So down in the basement, rebel boy and feminist redhead are, they find a circular, metal trap door hatch thing and with a very large slit keyhole in it so rebel boy goes he's like hold on i'll be back he runs up to the high chair gets the key goes back now don't forget to bring up these actors chemistry and the characters amazing back and forth throughout the whole situation (laughs) they're flirting and flirty flirty i'm a you know feminist and it's like oh i'm a creep you know so (laughs) but i know you want me and blah 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 and you know It works. Yeah, she's she's so, she's falls. She just totally abandons her feminist ideals and goes for the dick. And yeah. abandons her shirt. <laughs> yes, she does. But before, yeah, before that, meanwhile, Rudy, Sarah, and Jen are finding a bunch of old shit that we're supposed to think belonged to Michael as a kid. And Rudy's like, how starts to so, okay, something's off because why would all this stuff still be here after right. all this time? Um, back in the basement, they unlock the hatch. The two of them, Root, uh, Rebel Boy and Feminist Red, climb down this ladder uh, into like this dungeon-like room, which is filled with like there's chains and shackles on the wall. And Red's like, "Hey, there's no cameras down here." So that leads to them. Oh, let's just make out. Let's let's do it. She rips off her shirt. Off comes the bra. They're going at it now. At this point, the wall behind them starts to like swell, like it's like pulsating a bit. And it breaks open, and all these old skeletons fall out on top of them. Dead bodies. Dead, yeah. Body parts. And <clears> back <throat> in the truck, Tyra and Buster, they're high-fiving each other. Like, yeah, yeah, that worked perfectly. That was awesome. And so we know, okay, this was a setup. Rebel Jim notices that there, notices the manufacturer's label on one of the arms. Like, motherfucker, this is all fake setup. It's made in Taiwan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and then you get more shots of Michael lurking about upstairs in the shadows. Now, I did like Michael's mask. I meant to bring that up. In this one, I liked his mask. Did you? Something, yeah, I, I did. With it at times. I, I don't know. The hair was a little like crazy. Like it looked a little too punk rockish. Yeah. But I liked the design of the face. I'm curious where the hell does Michael <clears throat> keep getting these masks? They That's didn't explain point. this one. No. A lot of times they'll show him. Gra- they didn't in this one. No. He just showed up with yeah, it. He just up with Still it. got it. Yeah. Still got it. <laughs> um. So, but yeah, the, my issue with the mask is I don't know why, but it's just the eyebrows. Like, the painted on eyebrows just don't do it for Didn't me. Didn't like it? No. Yeah. But, uh... I mean, wouldn't they stop 
stocking this mask yeah, at hardware and Halloween stores <laughs> after so many people have been killed. Well, he is a legitimate serial killer, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing we're trying to believe is that he's a he's in the same well, you know, So now genre. I think people are making him to, to cash in off of his Sure, thing. like he's mm. in the same genre as John Wayne Gacy and Ted, Ted Bundy. Bundy. Yeah. yeah. But you, you know, don't see Ted Bundy masks at Halloween stores. But he didn't wear one when he killed people. No, but if I'm he, just saying. But you wore... see like Ronald Reagan and George Bush masks, but you don't see like a Ted Bundy or... Well, yeah, okay. I mean, Bill but Cl- it's a very, it's very unique. I'm, I'm really stretching here. Yeah, you are. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're, yeah. yeah, you're going for. Um, so you get shots <laughs> of Michael walking through the house, but then a second Michael comes in from behind the first Michael. So Michael one, here's Michael two walking behind him. He turns around. And it turns out that Michael One is Busta Rhymes dressed up as Michael Myers to scare the cat. <laughs> and he thinks the real Michael is Charlie, the now dead cameraman from before. Busta Rhymes starts yelling at Michael, telling him to get the fuck out of the house and get out of the fucking costume that he's playing Michael Myers. Get out before someone sees him. He even starts like kind of tapping, poking Michael. him in the head. He's yeah, poking him up in the because Michael head. Myers doesn't say anything. He's like, "Hello, are yeah. you damn motherfucker?" It's kind of like a George McFly thing, <laughs> right? Like a Fifteen, like hello, <laughs> and it's like the chest is like upside the head, and uh, so Michael just like he just plays and off. He, he's like, "Go outside, get out of here." Michael yeah. goes. All right. Yeah. No, <laughs> now, and Buster Rhymes was like, go outside where I unlock the door to the garage where we're doing, you know, production. The door is unlocked. Locked. He says it like two or three times. Yeah, it's true. like, come on now. I think we got the door's unlocked. <laughs> go kill Tyra Banks. <laughs> <laughs> so he, Michael does. He, he turns and My, just walks away. Michael's like, thanks. Thanks for the tip. <laughs> and Jim, uh, punk rock Jim leaves the basement at this point. Donna... Gets half. She gets partial. She throws on her shirt. No bra. She just wears is, a shirt. This is feminist red. Feminist red. Uh, she starts trying. She finds this hidden tunnel behind the fake wall that just collapsed. She follows this tunnel and it leads to like this old room. And she finds some newspaper clippings with Laurie Stroh from the original Halloween, like from nineteen. What would have been nineteen seventy eight? The original like murder. Dirty mattress with a doll with syringes stuck in the eyes. Yeah. And, like, some half-eaten dead rats. Uh, she turns to leave. Michael comes out of the darkness in front of her. She screams, runs off. The kids back at the Halloween party are watching this, and they just laugh because they think this is all fake. They're just like, ha-ha. Um, <clears throat> so Donna runs into – she runs down the cell, and she runs into a busted-up and bent-up chained gate. The bars are all bent over and busted. Michael catches up to her, grabs her, and just impales her through the chest with one of the broken gate bars and walks off. Now, I just don't remember, you know, when she puts her shirt on, she's not wearing a bra, but when she gets impaled, you can clearly see the outline of the bra. Oh, so, oh okay. Marshall paying attention to the continuity <clears throat> of titties. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to pay a continuity of anything. <laughs> titties, titties, pardon me, titties included. <laughs> um, so Decker now is the only one at the party who thinks this is real. And because everybody else thinks this is all part of the show and it's fake. So we go back to Jen and Rudy who are now hitting a bong. They're just smoking it, smoking it up. Oh, which yeah. where did they sneak the bong into? None of them carried bags into this place. They didn't have anything, but all of a sudden a bong just magically appears. And I should say that was Michael Byers' bong. It could be center. Michael's. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, I guess it could be. <laughs> so It's a little bong. 
not that little. It's your average size ball. Your red, <laughs> red glass, whatever. So Sarah's by herself. She's flipping through some kind of like old scrapbook or something that she found. Myers comes out of the shadows behind her. She turns to see him in kind of slow motion. She screams, runs off, yelling that Michael's here, Michael's here. She runs to get Rudy. The two of them go back downstairs to look for Michael Myers. They don't see him. Rudy is now skeptical. Like, did you really see him or are you just a little freaked out or something? Michael comes around the corner behind them, grabs Sarah from behind. From out of nowhere, Randy Orton RKO style, out of nowhere, <laughs> Rebel Boy Jim shows up and clubs Michael over the back with something. Like what? a table leg or something. I thought it was like, like a piece a, of firewood It was or like something. a big club. Yeah. Clubbing wood device. What'd yeah. yeah what do you think it was? Yeah, I don't know. I had no idea. I'm saying table leg. Yeah. Table leg. Right, table leg. It's probably better than a piece of firewood. So, yeah. Um, and it turns out, you hear Michael saying, shit, turn off, turn off the cameras, turn off the cameras. And it turns out that this, again, was Busta Rhymes dressed up trying to scare them and give America a good show. And he's like, turn off your cameras while we talk. And after their little talk, Buster Rhymes puts his, the Michael mask back on and goes off to scare, try to scare the other kids, the other castmates. This cuts to Jen coming out of the same room that she's now hotboxed. <laughs> yeah, there's so much. With that little bong, there's so much smoke coming out of the yeah. door. It's like Cheech and Chong showed up on yeah, this one. Yeah, exactly. And she's upstairs at the yeah, top of yeah, the stairs, right? Upstairs. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, where was I? Yeah, so she finds, like, the pull-down stairs that lead to the attic. Like, the little thing you pull down, you know, uh, ladder collapses. She finds that. I mean, Sarah and Rudy decide that they're done. She's like, okay, we're quit. We're out of here. They go to leave. Jen pulls the stairs down. She opens the hatch, and the body of American Pie Guy falls out. She screams, which causes Sarah and Rudy to stop and kind of turn back. Look at the air. Jen... <laughs> Comes to the top of the stairs. She's standing there. She's like all freaked out. She's crying. She's scared. Michael Myers comes up next to Jen. Kind of comes around the corner next to her. The other three are like, they're not worth like. Sarah even says like, you have to do better than that to scare us. You know, uh, even you, Freddy, you got to do better than that. Michael raises his knife. And with one quick swipe, cuts Jen's head clean off her shoulders. It goes rolling and bouncing down the stairs. Coming to a stop just a few feet from Sarah's feet. <laughs> Must have been a Cutco knife. Ooh, a Cutco knife. Yeah, those are pretty fancy. You can cut a tin can and then slice tomatoes beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Michael Myers endorsed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, now they try, like, oh, shit. No, they try to leave, but of course the door's locked. So, back at the party, everyone, everyone at the party is pretty much watching now. And they're amazed by the special effects. Like, oh my god, how did they do that? It looks so real. And but except Decker, Decker's like, fuck this, this is real. He calls nine one one. Rebel Jim ducks to the side of an open doorway, picks up a camera on a tripod while Rudy tries to kick open one of the boarded up windows. Yeah, why doesn't this camera ha- tripod have a spike? Yeah, on no it? spike yeah. on that one. <laughs> Mike he, and uh, he comes. Michael comes around the corner. And Jim just smacks him right in the face with his camera. Like, baseball bat swinging this tripod. Hits him in the face. Michael's like, bitch, please. Doesn't do anything. Does his classic Michael. Yeah. yeah. He sticks. Like, this is, like to me, a Michael Baldwin. He, takes, he swipes the, his knife really kind of cool and then just stabs it into the wall. Basically, in a gesture, says, I don't even need this large-ass knife to kill you. And he grabs Jim by the head with both hands. 
and he lifts Jim up off the ground, squeezing the sides of his head. His eyes start to bleed. We hear the sounds of bones being crushed, and he just goes limp. Michael drops his limp body to the ground, turns, and focuses his attention on Sarah. No. Ooh, you were getting into that. Yeah. Like that scene. Yeah. I did like right before he walked up to that kid, the other two were like, Jim, run. Like, that needs to be set. Yeah, run. Like, get out of there. Thanks for the tip. Yeah. I'm out of here. And he didn't run. He just looked at him. Yep. Uh, so, at this point, Michael retrieves his knife from the wall, and he goes after Sarah, who runs out of the room. She trips, of course, trying to run up the stairs. And Michael closes on her. He's swinging his blade. Rudy runs up to distract him by taunting him. Like, hey, hey, Michael, over here. Look at me. Hey, hey. And so, of course, Michael turns his attention from Sarah, goes after Rudy, who leads him into the kitchen. Where, where Rudy fucking tosses spices. He takes a handful of, like, oregano or basil and just, like, throws it at Michael. <laughs> He's like, here. <laughs> it's like the old pro wrestling trick. Salt in the eyes. Yeah. Pow. Yeah. Doesn't he hit him with a roller, too? Like he a does, baking yeah, roller he he first? Does. He hits him with a rolling pin. Yeah. And then Michael turns around. It gives him time to load his hand with paprika or something <laughs> yeah. and poof, throw it into his eyes, yeah. which gives him just enough time again to grab two, two kitchen knives. Two big-ass kitchen knives, just so, like Michael has one. He's now got two of them. And he's like, you want to be turned into sushi, motherfucker? Yeah. That was like, one of my he, favorite he lines. He a bunch oh, of like, cooking God. cliches. Cooking lines. cliches. He's like, yeah. you like sushi? And <laughs> so he starts swinging these knives, double-fishing it. Yeah, and he's holding him, like, underneath like he's a ninja. Yeah, he's holding the upside-down style. I'm sorry. If you're a cook, that's the most unnatural way to yeah, hold a knife. exactly. And I still think, I see people do this in movies all the time, like, yeah, yeah, and they're holding it kind of underneath where yeah. the blade runs along their forearm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No! Yeah. No! <laughs> no! Take, if, take if, a, you've never seen Michael do that. He's the master. Take a cue from Michael Myers. Yeah. He's the master of these knives. If, you're, if you are a special forces person who's trained to fight like that, maybe, sure, but you're a cook. You well, never, that's a, yeah, he's a cook. He knows how to fucking use knives. But you never hold a knife like that when you yeah. cook. <laughs> he's, a cook he's a cook master. Dude. Yeah. He must have gone to the Segan, Steven Seagal cooking Steven Seagal cooking school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how he holds his knife in under Steve. Yeah, he does. Casey fucking Ryback. Right, yeah. yes. Thank you. <laughs> but I, side note, again, that the girl in that movie, oh, I loved her titties when I was a kid. <laughs> they were so big. The Baywatch girl. Is we, she Baywatch? Yeah, she, she, was, she was Baywatch. You're getting oh. off track. <laughs> hey, you guys brought it up. I just wanted, you went straight to the titties. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> so I, what we do? Anyway. All right. So Rudy, we need another female guest on here yeah. sometime. <laughs> so Rudy tries to run for the back door, but again, it's locked, which Bus Rhymes clearly said earlier, it's unlocked, but now it's locked. And he, so he turns and he tries to slash at Michael Myers, but Michael catches his arm at the wrist. So Rudy slashes with his other arm. He grabs that one too. So now he's got both arms grabbed. And one swift motion, Michael thrusts, like, <clears throat> kind of does like this half circular motion, thrusts Rudy's arms back towards him, causing Ruby to stab himself with both knives in the stomach. Michael pushes Rudy back up against the door, lifts him up a bit, and then stabs him with his own knife. Which is like which, a small sword. Which goes through Rudy and through the door. <coughs> Excuse me. Pinning Rudy to the door. Which we've seen this done so many times. Michael yes. pinning somebody to a wall or a door with something. So the crowd at the party, they're cheering as they're watching this. Deckard's on the phone trying to convince 911 
that this is not a prank. For good measure, Michael pulls out another fucking knife from the drawer and stabs it into Rudy's chest. This knife also goes through Rudy and the door. So he's full of four he's got knives. Four knives in him now. Now, and is that the scene where, from like Deckard's point of view, you could see Michael's face from Rudy's camera, and he's tilting yeah, his he head? Does the, the Myers which head that, yeah, Bob from see, you know, episode one, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, yeah it stabs mm-hmm. him into the wall. Yeah, good uh, callback. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is again, he's also hanging by a butcher knife. Yeah. yeah, and that's the first time he tilts his head like that, mm-hmm. all creepy. Um. So. Yeah, Sarah now, she finds a camp, one, a mounted camp upstairs somewhere, and she starts pleading for help from anyone who watches. She pulls out her Palm Pilot, which, again, kids, ask your parents what a Palm Pilot is. <laughs> Marsh, I was going to ask you guys, I asked my girlfriend, I didn't know what was going on with that device. I didn't know what that device was. And I'm older. I just never had one. Okay, I didn't get it. I did. I thought she had a cell phone, and they were texting her, and I was like, why does she not just call from her cell phone right, right now? So it basically, a Palm Pilot <clears throat> was something you could put all of your uh, information into. Uh, you can keep, like, its calendar. It's basically everything a cell phone does now without the phone. Without a phone. Okay. You could text, but you could email at times, and you could, like, have your calendar and contact information in there. It's it basically mm-hmm. like a mini organizer. Okay. Right? And you had, like, a little stylus pen, and you mm-hmm. could tap on I actually did have one. I barely ever used it. But But even as they were, you know, the text were coming through, you know, like the word run wouldn't just pop up as run. It was like R-U-N. That was, I think, Is that true? Is that how it worked? It's supposed to be an email. It's not a text. And even if it was an email, it wouldn't be like live time. Like he's typing it on her screen. It wouldn't be be live time. Yeah, that that was, I don't understand why they did that. I guess they may try to make for dramatic effect. Like, are you, like, try to, stretch it out because she couldn't have been hooked up to some wireless internet i mean internet was prominent at that point but not like that yet right wireless like that no way hell i have trouble getting wi-fi every once in a while now Yeah, still dial up it's like you're in the middle of the house which is supposed to be completely abandoned maybe she got a wi-fi signal from the production truck that's it i call bullshit on this whole fucking movie (laughs) that right there (laughs) yeah it makes no sense yeah the logistics don't make any yeah so uh, yeah, she's emailing him with the Palm Pilot. She emails Deckard for help. The party goers now realize that, oh, shit, this is real. And they're like, oh, fuck. They, so everybody really gets into it. Tell her she's in the house. Uh, yeah. Tell her he's coming up the stairs. Like the entire yeah. party now is in this room watching them. Deckard starts leading her around the house and helping her avoid Michael by using the live video feed and messaging Sarah what to do and where to go. So he, she's upstairs. Michael goes upstairs after he pulls out the knife from American Pie guy's head. Yeah. While Sarah climbs out a second story window. Yeah. So she's she's climbing out the window. You know, and it, my favorite parts about this part actually, and I have it written down here, is um, before you yeah. get to him coming out the window. Let's if, let's not go there yet. Yeah. But. So it's she's she's saying uh, he's he's. He's coming out the window, and then she then says, he's, he's up there, don't scream. And she goes, ah! Yeah, she, like, exactly, she screams. But it's like right on time. Yeah. Right when it pops up, says, don't scream. She goes, ah! Like, no, you just read, don't scream. Yeah, exactly. It says, don't scream, not scream. Ugh. Yeah, if, it makes it like, if she would have screamed right after said, he's in the house, then to scream, that would made sense. Yeah, but it shows said, oh, up. oh, shit, don't scream. It but. shows up on her little palm pilot, don't scream, and then, ah! Yeah. <laughs> She does try to cover her mouth and... Uh, oh, wait, I'm screaming. 
Yeah. <laughs> of course, Michael does hear her scream and turns his attention to the room she's in. Um, so, yeah, so she goes out the window, and but she does manage to like kind of barricade the door a little bit with a dresser. Michael breaks through smashes the door. It down smashes while she's, the door. She's smashing in the window because I think it's... No, it's, she doesn't smash. She opens no, she, the window and climbs out. But wasn't out. it like stuck? She was having trouble opening it. Anyway, she climbs out. She's getting out. Michael comes out behind her and slashes her leg while he's slashing around trying to get her. Slashes yeah, her leg. But the best part about that is before we even get to that, yes. Again, just like... Um, Kind of like back in the hospital. So he gets to the window that she, because she closes the window behind her, trying to make it look like she's not going to go out there. And, but in true Michael Myers style, he can't just open the no, window. No. Hell no, he can't do that. He's Michael fucking Myers and smashes the window, not with his fist, but with his motherfucking head. Oh, yeah. He smashes his head through the window. <laughs> I forgot. That's right. You know what's so funny? I guess he's smashing through so much shit in this movie. I didn't think twice about it. Just like, oh yeah. He just comes up to it. Bam. Just throws his body through the window. So, But this basically allows it. So now his head's just sticking out. So it's, Sarah just kicks him in the face. She basically punts Michael. She head. did. She punted the shit out of him and should have kept going and going yeah. and going. But she stops a turn and that's when she gets slashed in the back of the leg. She gets, okay, so that's slash number one. I'm counting now. Yeah. Um, so she climbs up for the roof and she gets back into the house through the attic. So she finds the dead body of the cameraman from the beginning and she has to climb over or down, I guess, American Pie Guy's corpse to get out of the attic. Rookie of the year. <laughs> and Buster now comes out of the darkness. Buster Rhymes grabs Did her. Did you call says, him Buster? Busta. Busta. It's Busta. It's even spelled Busta, Marshall. Did I say. I, didn't mean to say hey, Buster. 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 <laughs> need to pronounce it correctly. It's Busta. Busta grabs her from the dark and says, we got to get the fuck out of here. So they try to go up, but Michael shows up behind him. He Busta rhymes, just charges Michael, but Michael's like, fuck you, just tosses him to the side into one of the bedrooms. Busta rhymes gets up and says, so you want to be on Dangertainment? Let's see what you got. And then proceeds to do a... Okay. He proceeds to do a jumping, spinning roundhouse kick to Michael's face, like a la Van Damme style. <laughs> and it looked pretty bad. To Oh, my God. To Michael's face while making kung fu noises. While well, uh, like channeling Bruce Lee. Yeah. Like, and and Buster, Buster Rhymes is a pretty big dude. Yeah. You know, he's tall. He's big. He's, you know, he's just kind of a big guy. Big guys really don't do spin kicks very well. Not they leaping, really, jumping spin they kicks. They really look bad. They yeah. really look bad. So, Anytime they put like a, a a monster in a movie against somebody that has a specialty, you know, like Jason Voorhees on the roof in Manhattan had to go against the, the boxer. boxer. Yeah. But that guy was a boxer. Right. But in this scene, Buster Rhymes is not some real kung fu no, he guy. Just he just watched a movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. Just, so I like, didn't he's even. He's a dude who watches kung fu movies. <laughs> yeah. I watch kung fu movies too. I can't do spin kicks. That's not going to be your go to move against a serial killer. <laughs> to run <laughs> really fast so, so while Buster Rhymes and Michael are fighting Sarah pulls down one of the wall mounted cameras wraps the cords around Michael's neck and then for some reason jumps on his back she Michael basically just tosses bus, so, tosses her off like a goddamn flea now, just, but for a minute there he was struggling with her on his back and I guess it's like the first time 
anyone's ever jumped on Michael's back because he seemed <laughs> really be. confused. He's like, whoa, whoa, He's like <laughs> swinging his knife wildly. He can't seem to know the logistics or the method to stab her off the back. He's just going, what is this happening to me? <laughs> but he eventually just flings her off. Yeah, Piggyback rides yeah. for everybody. <laughs> so Busta Rhymes and gets up and he starts doing these weird like kung fu, tai chi, chi arm movements. Of- and then basically just does a leaping crane kick from Karate Kid, kicking Michael in the chest out through a window. <laughs> he flew through the window. Like, he yeah. kicked him. Like, uh, he punted him. He yeah. just punted him through the window and just flew <laughs> through. Crane kick. Like, with so much That's, force. What's great about that is if you remember... You're right. It was Karate Kid. And in the third one, Daniel LaRusso's move is that Tai Chi stuff. It's not his move, his finishing move. That's the second one, isn't it? No, the third no one. that's the, the third, third one. one with the bonsai tree. He does oh, all those yeah. weird moves and then the just the doesn't drum, take the drum That's the drum. Yeah. yeah, why didn't Buster Rhymes use the – just incorporate all of them, do yeah. the drum? Yeah. Um, which I guess that was the life thing, just little drum. But he's just left, right, left, right. Like, how is that? That's just punching someone. <laughs> Like a boxer can just like just <laughs> retard. Anyway, so Michael goes flying out the window, and uh, he gets he hang, he gets hung from the camera wires around his neck, and he twitches a bit, and he goes limp. So Buster Rhymes and Sarah leave while Buster says that he saw Michael's room, and he's been living under the house for the last twenty years. Uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah, Sarah gets another email from Deckard saying that Michael's still alive. And they're like, oh, shit. So Michael pops up from behind him, stabs Bus Rhymes in the shoulder. A couple Sarah, times. Sarah runs off and ends up in the basement, which, why the fuck does she run into the basement? I don't understand I that. need to escape a serial killer who is a, like knows his house like the back of his hand. Why don't I run to the basement? And not even just the basement. <laughs> she decides to go got down the goddamn manhole hatch cover into like the dungeon tunnels, which is just more, trapping her even more. So she goes all the way down into the tunnels, and she finds Donna's impaled body on the gate. She feminist tries- redhead. Yeah, right. feminist red. Feminist red. That's so funny. <clears throat> uh, it's she- like a communist feminist. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she tries to go back, but Michael is now blocking her path. So she, fi- she goes on tall, and she finds another hatch. She looks proper up. fucked. Like, yeah. she's cornered. Yeah. Feminist red couldn't get away. Nope, but she- apparently Sarah does. She finds this other hatch that feminist red somehow misses. Starts to climb out when Michael slashes her legs again. again. So, so now she's been slashed twice. Yeah. Don't know if it's the same leg, but she has been slashed Regardless, twice. Regardless, she should be moving a little slow now. Yeah. And at this point, shouldn't Michael know to just go for the Achilles tendon at that yeah. point? Like, <laughs> He's done this enough time yeah. now just to slice that You think tendon. he'd be a pro. Yeah. yeah. That's a rookie mistake. Come on, Michael. You're better than that. Uh, so she gets out, and she dumps a bunch of stuff on top of the hatch, like wooden pallets and all sorts of shit. And we see that she's come out in the garage, and she's staying in a large pool of blood, which she slips and falls in. As she gets up, she sees Tyra Banks hanging from the rafters by her neck. Uh, yeah, <laughs> slipping on the blood, falling down, looks up. Oh, Tyra. Tyra's just hanging there. Michael comes. She sees Michael coming from outside. So he moved like a goddamn jackrabbit to go from those tunnels up, back through tunnels, up the ladder, up the stairs, out the house, around the side, 
to the garage and the amount of time it took her to fall down and stand up. He, now, Michael has secret paths that we don't know about. So. He would have to. Yeah, he's a cross-fitting motherfucker, too. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, we have yeah. established cross It really bothered me that they killed Tyra off camera. Me, too. Yeah. Like, what? I, didn't she's, she's booked as a major part of this you know, She's She's one of the biggest names in this movie, okay? I mean, you got Buster Rhymes she's got and the Tyra smallest Banks. part, but yeah, her name's like Tyra Banks. She's on the movie she's poster. She's on the po- poster, you know, yeah. and she's, she's prominently featured, and she's she really has like the least amount of lines. She's one of the most insignificant characters in the whole film. However, it's still Tyra fucking Banks. Yeah. You know, people want to see her. Um, and she has the most anticlimactic death scene or death <clears throat> ever. It's just, you just find her hanging and bloody. You don't yeah. know how she died, what happened, what the scenario was. I really wish I would have seen that. And it's uh, during, I and remember. I imagine she would have, I'm sorry, but I imagine she'd have some pretty decent one-liners or funny quips to say, you know. Yeah. Just nothing. Because she's a pretty witty person. She's got, she delivers well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you just, you, you lost it. Yeah. I don't know why they went that route. Yeah. I just remember reading an article around the time of that movie because I read all those horror magazine stuff. And it was an interview with her. And this will happen a lot, but. They had an interview with her, and she was talking about how she loved to get into the depth of this character and how it was a different take. Or I, I mean, I completely remember, and I think it was like Entertainment Weekly or something. And so when I saw the movie, one, I was like, she's very insignificant. But then to kill her off screen, I'm like, you didn't even need to be in this movie. What was no, this article no. about? Yeah. So my character really, really loves cappuccinos. <laughs> yeah. She spends at least 10 minutes on each one. Diabetic-induced, like you said. So much sugar. <laughs> So, oh so Sarah, that's my meal for the day. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah hides behind some wooden pallets, and Mike. Well, Michael comes in, and just miraculously, you don't behind these pallets. She finds a goddamn chainsaw, and Ugh. she comes rushing out with the chainsaw revving towards Michael, and she's swinging the chainsaw at him. He's like. Defending it with the knife a bit. She's she, slicing him up a little bit. This is for so-and-so. This yeah. is for so... Oh, yeah. and by the way, have either one of you ever tried to just start up a fucking chainsaw? I was easy. <laughs> about to say that. She burst out of it without one pull or anything. It's just revving. As yeah. soon as Michael opened those doors, she, it's going, she's revving, and she's swinging. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if this is... It's, it, it seems to be an old chainsaw. It's an I don't old think gas. it has... It's gas-powered. It's gas-powered. Yes. There's no electric start switch or anything. It's it's, it's a ripcord yeah, starter. Yeah, it would probably be ripcord. Unless you're Leatherface, yeah. <laughs> who has one in his hands at all times, even a, a normal tree cutter is Love not going to just start that bitch up. That was been sitting in a garage for 20 years. Right. It's not going to happen. That's the thing. It, it has to be sitting there forever. So uh, did she prime it first? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe she was doing it the whole time. She's like, prime, 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 yeah. prime, prime, prime. Three pushes of the button. Got yeah. prime it. So... Um, <laughs> So she does manage to land a, f- a few glancing br- blows of the chainsaw on his chest before she cuts through some electrical wires, sending sparks flying. The sparks land. So apparently, there's some spilt gas just happens. Where did there. this? There's there's <laughs> there's no foreshadowing or tip that there's gasoline anywhere. Now she knocked it over. Did she? She, she absolutely did. Okay. Like when she I was did. hiding in the garage before Michael ever comes in. When he comes in, she gets up to run, and it's a very quick shot of the the can spilling. Okay, I must, I must I, have blinked. I glanced away then. Yeah, okay, or so. I was thinking maybe Tyra Banks's blood is so toxic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, just, it just sets on fire. Honestly, that's the first time I was like, did the blood just catch on but fire? But even even if she did spill it, that whole place, the flames spread like the whole place well, was not blown up. Not exa- not immediately, but it no, does. it did. I mean, I was watching. I'm like, this place is so flammable. The whole place whoosh. 
immediately is in flames. So, the walls, <laughs> yeah. The, the gas ignites, fire starts. Her chainsaw runs out of gas. So she's like, fuck it. She throws the chainsaw at Michael, which hits him in the chest and just kind of does nothing. The it's not fl- a bad move. The flames spread engulfing the whole garage. It's Instantly, up in just boof. She gets pinned under some kind of falling shelves and electric equipment, production equipment. She's pinned to the ground. Michael is closing in on her and is about to kill her when Buster Rhymes bursts in, or I should say busts in, <laughs> delivers the line, trick or treat, motherfucker. <laughs> I did write that down. <laughs> he hits Michael with a shovel, which just breaks. And then he starts doing some more like kung fu spins with the broken shovel, the handle, like the wood, like a bow staff, like fucking Donatello type shit here. And he starts trying to hit Michael with it. Michael's like, fuck you, does nothing. He grabs it. Yeah. And he's fighting with Bus Rhymes with Bus Rhymes just going, no, no, no. <laughs> he, he tosses Bus Rhymes down again for like the third time. Well, he, just hit him. He, he did like an open palm strike, another kung fu <laughs> kind of thing. He goes, Bam! Hits Buster Rhymes in the chest with an open palm. Buster Rhymes goes flying. Yeah. Hadouken! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> flying across the room, smashing in the wall, falling down unconscious. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's not conscious because well, Michael, Michael's uh, going to He's about to come out and kill. Yeah, he's and, down. But he rips out some electrical wires from some kind of equipment and jams them into Michael's crotch. Shocked him in the dick. Shocks him. <laughs> knocks him loopy he stumbles backwards and gets tangled up in some of these hanging wires so he's stuck in these wires and michael starts buster rhymes and like sticks this wire into again is it gas because that'd be inflamed is it now is there water on the floor now because he sticks it and just sparks like electrocute michael myers so what the fuck is he sticking this in (laughs) Like, I don't get it. It was a really weird death scene yeah. for them to try to yeah tie him up in the wires and then use the... So he gets burned yeah. and electrocuted somehow. Burn! Yeah. Yeah, burn, he, motherfucker! So, yeah, he goes, burn, motherfucker, burn! And they watch him. So he gets Sarah out from underneath the, the, the equipment, throws her over his shoulder, starts to leave. But before he leaves, he says, hey, Mikey, happy fucking Halloween! Yes. And then he leaves. The fire department and the cops show up and a bunch of news crews and they're all pulling up to the scene now. Sarah's on the news. She's being interviewed. She's like, thanks, Deckard. You saved me. Everybody's like, oh. Everyone at the party's like, woo! Way to go, dude. And one Start of the, chanting his name. They love him. Yeah. yeah. And one of the newscasters asked the girl, I think she said, how does it feel to be a hero? Something to that effect. Like, Busta Rhymes is the final girl in this movie. He had to save the girl from the fire. Yeah. All she did was run the whole time. He's the only one that fights Michael Myers. Yeah, she's no and hero. Like, yeah, there's no good. It was just strange. She just yeah. happened to survive. Yeah. Busta Rhymes is the one who actually may be the hero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so Buster comes and he starts getting interviewed. And he... It's so funny. He's like, turn the cameras off. Danger entertainment's over. And he's like trying to walk away. And but they, they just yeah. ask one question after another. And he's like, responds. It's like, why doesn't he just keep walking away? He's like, leave us alone. And she's like, but wait, how do you feel about this? He's like, well, let me tell you, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) (laughs) He does say that, uh, like, Michael Myers is no soundbite. Michael Myers is a killer shark in baggy-ass overalls. That's his quote about Michael Myers. And then he, he like, smacks the camera away. Mm -hmm. And he, he, who... uh, Baggy ass overalls who gets nothing but pleasure from killing everyone in his sight. Something, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so Michael's body is loaded up into an ambulance in a body bag again. Sarah wants to see his face. She's like, stop. I want to see his face. So 
Bust, they open up the, the buy bag. The two of them look down. And Buster says, you're looking a little crispy there, Mikey, like a chicken fried motherfucker. That's his line. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they cut to Michael getting wheeled into the morgue. The two attendants leave him in there with the corner. The female corner unzips his body bag, and we see his mask is all burnt and melted onto his face. There's like electrical burns on. Now, before you get to the end there, what I really liked about this is when those two medics wheel him in, they're like, you got a celebrity tonight, yeah. which has been said in movies before. Yeah. And she's like, oh, who is it? Michael Myers. And she looks a little frightened. Yeah. yeah she Any of them would know that he's been wheeled into many medical facilities yeah. and it never really panned out for the pay. examiner. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Like, yeah, they would all know this by now. Right. If he's a legitimate serial killer that's made it in and out of like mental institutions. And, and shit. they're just like peace. Yeah, later. they just leave the girl. <laughs> yeah, she's by herself. Yeah, she's by herself. <laughs> and wouldn't she have the wherewithal to be like, uh, uh-uh, fuck that? Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm out of here. So she opens up the body bag because and... she's working on a different cadaver. Yeah, but she's so like mesmerized and entranced that this is Michael Myers. She has to see him and opens the bag. She doesn't open the bag a little bit. She opens the bag all, all the, way the way to up. his fucking waist. Yep. You know? So, give, yeah. Yeah. So she opens it up. Michael is, it zooms in on his face. His eyes open. She screams. Blackout. Roll credits. Uh, wow. <laughs> we all had a collective sigh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a ride that is. So... Like always, with the movie fresh in our heads, let's go into Favorite Kills. There can be only one Favorite Kill. All right. With our, we always let the guests start. Doug, what is your favorite kill of this movie? My favorite kill was the decapitation on top of the stairs. I just liked it. I thought it was stupid and ridiculous. All right. Katie Sackhoff. Yeah. Uh, I think my favorite kill was probably uh, Rudy in the kitchen. Uh, you know, he's fighting uh, Casey Ryback style. <laughs> and, you know, shout out to other cooks. So, you know, uh, but when he gets stuck in the wall with the two knives, then stuck with Michael Myers' knife, then stuck with another one. I even wrote down on here. How many knives does he have? Yeah. How many knives in his house? <laughs> yeah. So, because he goes through like. Countless knives. And he stabs a- American Pie in the head. That's his first knife, which and then he gets a second knife. Rudy has two knives, so we're at four knives total. He stabs, and Myers has one in his hand, so that's mm. five knives. And then after he stabs Ruby, he gets another knife, I think it was. So that's why we're at a six. So I think we go through six knives in this movie. And then he's got a knife that he's slashing ankles with. Yeah, well, that's the one he rips out of American yeah, Pie guy's okay. head. Right, so he goes right. back to the first one. <laughs> yeah. Back to his original, the OG. The original yeah. OG. And, it's and a full cycle. And again, yeah. just speaking on the knives really quick. Also, when he shows up at the house before he kills the guy, the cameraman, there's a shot of him holding a knife like he's in the house, and his knife is bloody. Why the fuck is his knife bloody? He just showed up. He's just, he's here to party, and he hasn't killed anyone yet. Is it supposed to be the knife he killed Jamie Lee Curtis No, because he gives that to the inpatient. Oh, he's right. Made, That's right. I mean, maybe it's bloody from the rats he was cutting. You yeah, know what? Like, Actually, bite it, bit into those things. I want to take back my answer. As much as I hated it, my favorite kill was Jamie Lee Curtis, just to get her the fuck out of this horrible movie <laughs> before it even really began. Yeah, <laughs> well, we're gonna do you the, the honor. <laughs> so, what about you, Marshall? Uh, honestly, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't that impressed with any of the kills really in this I agree. one. Yeah, we've seen better kills in other movies. Um. 
I guess if I had to pick one, I think I'm going to go with Doug. I'm going to say Jamie Lee Curtis too. Just for that, it's the one that actually fits the plot line of the movie, like the whole family thing. It kind of, the story comes complete circle, full circle uh, with that. Even though it's, it sucks because you get people like I don't know about everybody else, but I did. You know, you get attached to Laurie Strode. She was a survivor. She made it through so much, and then for her to go out like that, I was like, "What?" But like, yeah, I was still like, it was disappointing. It was disappointing. Yeah. So why would that be your favorite? Because <clears throat> it was relevant. Yeah, it meant it something. Relevant. Yeah, it, it did. It was impactful because I was still like, "Oh shit, they killed Jamie. Shitty way to go." But you know, she's like, she kisses him and like, like, "Hey brother, see you in hell." And then, yeah, I'm going. I guess I'll go Jamie Lee. Because you guys are right. That beginning scene, like her hiding the pills and her being smart, was true to form. Mm-hmm. And you know that all fit, and that was cool, like a cool short film. I really like the way it started. Yeah, I think I said I said earlier. I think they should have ended the movie that way. Kill, uh. ex- kill the corner, escape from the, the the morgue, show up the hospital, kill Laurie Strode, and and the, and, and the series. Mm-hmm. You know, it would have been much more dramatic. I would have yeah. liked it better that way. And I mean, Lori, Jamie Lee Curtis wouldn't have been in the movie any more than she was. You could have filmed yeah. it the same. Would just put it at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I would have liked it better. Here's one thing I thought of halfway through, which was just kind of fun for me, that made me, you know, laugh inside. Was so when you get when you watch this movie, viewers, you know, after he kills Jamie Lee Curtis and she falls. For the whole rest of the movie, just imagine Michael Myers is just pissed off for having to be in this shitty movie. And it'll make it more fun. Every time you see him, just think he's pissed off at being in this fucking movie. And it really makes you root for him and enjoy the kills a little more. I never thought about that. That's totally... I think if I'm watching it, I think that's how I'm going to view it. Like, yeah. He's like, God damn it. I got a whole hour and ten minutes left to be in this fucking film. That's... I love that. I love it. (laughs) All right, so let's move into Oznet. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? Now, Oznet, we always start with our ratings. Uh, IMDb gives us a 4.1 out of 10. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to skip Rotten Tomatoes for now. I'll come back to it. But Amazon, we're back to kind of normal. 3.1 out of 5. Pretty average. Pretty normal. Average for Amazon. Now, Rotten Tomatoes. 12% 12% on the thermometer with a 27% audience score. People That's have a soft spot for it. You know? Fucking low. <laughs> for, for a big budget, you know, studio picture. This was produced by the Weinsteins. Yeah. You know, I mean, which is a... Dimension you, video, Dimension Films. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to put this in, like, relate this to other things, that other movies we've done on this show, just to compare the 27% audience score. The one we did on Wednesday, our bonus episode, Killer Eye Halloween Haunt, which, yeah, we loved it, but it's really a shitty movie. I mean, production quality compared to that to this, <clears throat> that got a 24% <clears throat> audience score. Wow. wow. The Night of the Demons, which we did, 25% audience score. And that was a shit movie. I, I look at this as because I knew Doug was going to be here. The Stuff. Mm-hmm. 45 percent audience <laughs> score and that movie was fucking bad like just cheesy writing right straight up 80s style and this halloween went to theaters yeah, like this was nationwide yeah, yeah that's what i'm saying slaughter high 36 percent, and that was a shit movie wow and finally one that aaron and i talked about a lot off the air uh <clears throat> sweatshop <laughs> 
27%. The same Jesus. as this movie. <laughs> That's like, I'm just saying, this movie got awful scores. And so I just had to put that in some kind of yeah. to what we did. Um, so plot keywords. There were 177 different plot keywords for this movie. I went through them. <laughs> and I, the ones I wrote down are... F word and not I'm not censoring myself. It's yeah. not fuck. It's actually F word as the keyword. Stupid victim. <laughs> that was hilarious. True that. See you in hell. Butt grab. Butt grab. American Pie grabs Jen's ass a few mm. times. Rookie of the year. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> raise the middle finger. Interrupted sex, or as I could say, coitus interruptus. Coitus yeah. interruptus. <laughs> <laughs> And black bra. Uh, <laughs> keyword from why? Why isn't Palm Pilot in there? You know, that'd, yeah, that'd be the one I'd want. <laughs> if you're wanting a movie with a was, Palm Pilot. I, I, I didn't write that one down. But Palm, Pilot. Palm Pilot. <laughs> Do you feel like on Rotten Tomatoes, and maybe you know this, I just don't like the audience score. So, do you feel like most of the people voting? Are like, would they be horror fans, or do you think the average moviegoer watches a movie and says, "I'm going to get on Rotten Tomatoes," or is it more of a genre type crowd? I think it's both. It's I think a, you do a, have your horror fans grade this as well, but then I also think you have your regular people just like, "Well, this is just a stupid movie." Okay, so, and they'll get on and yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not genre specific at all. Yeah, I mean, you can still be a fan of multiple movies and watch a good horror movie. Yeah, right? but yeah, this is not. I mean, a you can go look up the audience score for Avengers or. Mm-hmm. Forrest Gump, you know, whatever. I just, uh, yeah, of course, I'm just saying that I feel like most people that are going to get online and vote on one of these things is somebody that's really into movies and on the internet and really into that kind of life yeah, or that I, culture, I think. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you probably make a good point there. Yeah. Which you would still want to listen to that, you know, if you're a horror fan, you sure. you know, if all those horror fans are giving it like 27%, you're going to know it sucks. Right, right. All right, almost done. Got a few more things to cover. Uh, trivia for this movie, background facts. Now, I found a lot for this one, and some are pretty interesting. Um, and this is where we're going to bring up some stuff that we mentioned earlier. Um, first of all, Jamie Lee Curtis agreed to do her do her part only to make sure her character, Laurie Strode, would not appear in another sequel. <laughs> <laughs> At the time of the initial release, executive producers Malik and Mustafa Akkad tried to explain it by claiming Jamie Lee Curtis was so impressed with the screenplay oh. that she wanted a large part in it. She has publicly stated that it was not the case. She was just under contract to do it. Uh. <laughs> so she just wanted Lori dead. So How she did she end it. up under contract with this? Well, like, she probably signed on when she did H2O for another movie. Yeah, you know, it just surprises like me. Yeah. So, um, and this is what we were kind of talking about. Uh, oh, no, no, not yet. So at the start of the film, the, the inmate, the asylum inmate, recounts how Michael Myers had stayed out of sight for the last three years. Since Halloween H2O, which was the last, so it's been three years since then. So that places the events of this movie, or of that scene, I'm sorry, that scene in 2001, which is, which is the first year to have a full moon occur on Halloween since 1945. Oh. Yeah. That's a nice know? little historical Yeah, hey, a little tidbit. Yeah. Now, this is a... Uh... Yeah, I guess that's why she was able to see him so well outside. Yeah, full moon, bright sky, no clouds. Yeah. Uh, 
Several endings were written during the production, and the cast was never sure how the film was actually going to end. Four different endings were filmed, and the director wanted the studio to ship a different ending to each theater. Ooh, fun! A, ten- <laughs> a technique used before during the theatrical release of the 1985 awesome movie Clue. However, the studio disagreed, and the endings now appear on the DVD and the internet. So, have you seen all four? I have. Okay. I have the DVD. So yeah. So I'll, I'll go. Okay. Oh, yeah. the, uh, well, the four, four of them. Well, the actual ending is one of them. So the other endings were, uh, Deckard comes in and saves Sarah from the burning garage. Some like Michael. I don't know what it doesn't really show what happens to Bus Rhymes. He it cuts out. So you just see Deckard break down the garage door, come in, gets Sarah out from underneath the equipment, and carry her out. And she's like. And he's like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, but who the hell are you? And he's like, I'm Decker. And I'm, then it just, it, it ends. So, Decker, baby. Okay. Yeah. Um, the second ending, which I kind of liked, uh, you see two CSI people walk up and they go into the crime scene tape and the female crime scene inve- investor finds one of the, the tunnels, one of the, the circular hatches in the ground. And she looks over, she's shining her flashlight down the tunnel and you see Michael like kind of lunge out of the darkness, grab her, and pull her down into the tunnel, cut to black. That's and that's one ending. Which you kind of like because it shows, and his face was still burnt from the electric, but you still, mm-hmm. you know, it, he lives. Um, the th- other ending was basically exactly the same as what we saw, except for when they, when Sarah and Buster Rhymes look at his face and do the whole crispy fried chicken bit, <laughs> Michael opens his eyes there grabs Buster Rhymes by the throat, starts strangling him. Sarah grabs a fireman's axe and axes him right in the middle of the face with the axe, and the axe is sticking out of his face. Cut the black. That's, and that was that ending. So there's your four endings. Jesus Christ. Wow. Axes him in the face. Axes him in the face. Um, The film was first named Halloween Homecoming, but producers wanted to tie this in Michael Myers is Alive. So in February 2002, the film was officially named Halloween Resurrection. Now, this is what we were talking about. Michael Myers is not given credit for any of the murders that occur in Halloween's 4, 5, or 6. The sanitarium resident even notes that Myers was not heard from for 20 years between the events that occur in Halloween 2 and Halloween H2O, 20 years later. So, yeah, 4, 5, and 6, according to this movie, are just wiped off. Like, it never happened. So, what's the rationale behind that? I don't know. I can't find any. Like, why did this... Excuse them. when when they brought when they decided to make H two O at that time they and six got real weird six gets into like a cult and cult, that's a whole yeah, other review but weird. they couldn't even get Danielle Harris back to play Jamie Lloyd at that point because no. she didn't like it was money and bullshit no, and I, well <clears throat> she's not Jamie Lloyd in part six no she's not but I was listening to commentary on part four and five on the Blu-ray and she said that she wanted to come back and play Jamie Lloyd in part six, but they didn't bring her back. Yeah. I guess it's a, he said, she said thing, but according to her, she was not. Well, Marshall, I heard it direct from Jamie or from (laughs) Danielle Harris face to face at the horror hound convention. She said that it was all very confusing. She was still kind of like a younger person. Like I say at that point, she was a teenager, but she said, yeah, I wanted to come back. They couldn't work it out. And then they tried to screw me. And she said it turned into a whole mess. So I think everything's right. It just was convoluted, but Anyway, it was weird. In H2O, they could have still kind of, she had a son, she moved on with her life, yeah. and she could have, in that couch scene, talking to the guy that she's kind of in love with. Alan in the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. She could have just said, 
I have a daughter out there somewhere. Anything. Yeah. 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 Because they, they, they never even, Josh Hartnett's character, like, they never said, oh, by the way, you have a sister out there somewhere who sure. I gave her for adoption. Yeah. And that pissed me off. Like, they could have done this movie, like, fucking hate this movie because of the goddamn reality internet and all these stupid kids that make no sense. But they could have gone after, uh, uh, Josh Hartnett's That's character. That's a good point. He's got He's, a nephew he, out there yeah, he'd go after. Gone, it doesn't have to be Josh Hartnett, but it could have been that character. <clears throat> they could have gone after Steven, which was the baby from numbers, Jamie Lloyd's baby from number six that Paul Rudd raises. Yeah. So he's out there. So, so there's two nephews or grand nephew, a nephew and a grand nephew, I guess, technically would be. And I think everyone wants to know about LL Cool J. <laughs> yes, where is he these and days? Whether or not he finished that romance novel. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Good call. So, um, and apparently there are also three different endings shot regarding the fate of Freddie Harris, Bus Ryan's, but those are now on the DVD. So they mm. just cut off before he explains what happens to him. Um, this is a neat time. The very first trailer for Halloween Resurrection was seen, was aired before Jason X in 2001. So another movie we, we did. did. So yeah, those connection. Uh, the name of the psychology professor at Haddonfield University is Dr. Mixter, which is the same name of the doctor in Halloween two that treated Laurie Strode, which was killed by Michael Myers with a needle in the eye. You sure oh. it wasn't Buster Rhymes DJ, Dr. Mixter? <laughs> <laughs> did they, maybe this is in here, did they ever film a scene for Tyra Banks's death? Like, is that on the DVD or anything? Okay. Uh, it's not on the DVD. Okay. Um, Producers did consider Daniel Harris for a role, but obviously didn't work out. Um, apparently, Bianca Kajlik, who plays there, cannot scream, and all of her screams in the movie were dubbed in post-production. This is the girl who apparently had such a powerful scream during her face audition. She became Banshee from the fucking X-Men yeah. and shattered glass. Yeah. So all of her screams were dubbed. Uh, an actress, Jacinda, Jacinda Barrett, was originally cast as the role of Sarah, but dropped out shortly before production began, which bumped everybody up the ladder. So Bianca was originally cast as Jenna, the blonde. So she got bumped up to uh, Sarah, and Katie Sackhoff was originally supposed to play Feminist Red, so she got bumped up to Jen. So it all worked out. <laughs> um, Lori's death scene in the Did film... Did it all work out? Lori's <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, death scene in the film is... The, uh, in the film is the only reoccurring lead character of a horror franchise to not have been killed by a series or I'm sorry with her death the only reoccurring lead character of a horror franchise to survive is Christy Cotton from the Hellraiser series who survived four battles with the demon pinhead now hold on what, what was that fact I didn't understand right. what you said with Laurie's death in this <clears throat> film the only reoccurring lead character in a horror franchise to not have been killed by a series killer is Christy Cotton. So, so she's tangled with Pinhead four times, four and, times lived. and lived. Whereas Laurie Strode is tangled with him four times but died, died. on the last one. And Heather Langenkamp. That's what I was going to say. What about I, I must say, that could be wrong because I don't remember. You probably have better. Does she die in New he Nightmare? Heather Langenkamp does not die in New Nightmare, but uh, people could argue that that can't be considered uh, in canon, like right. in the Freddy movie. She right. dies in part three, obviously. Yeah, but, okay. yeah. Well, that, that's probably what they're thinking of, the <clears throat> character. Not, I guess not the actress, the character. So they're saying so. the pinhead girl is the only person to go against the movie monster and survive? Yeah. Of, of a major... Of a major one. Major... 
What series. about Chief Brody against Jaws twice? That's <laughs> only <laughs> <laughs> twice. <laughs> so um, okay, huh? Freddie Harris's surname here is an homage to Daniel Harris, named after her. Uh, of all the Michael, Jason, and Freddie films, Laurie Stroh is the only character to be the protagonist since the first one, and eventually killed in the last. Uh, Michael switching outfits with the paramedic, which is how he survived H two O, is similar to how the end, the, which is you, the similar to the producer's cut ending of Halloween Six: The Curse of Michael Myers, which not everybody sees the producer's cut. It's hard to find, but I did just pick it up on Blu-ray. Um, where Michael switches outfits with Dr. Wynn. So again, they stole from previous movies. It's mentioned in this movie that Michael's lived under the Hez house for 20 years, contradicting everything that happened between Halloween 4 and Halloween 6. However, H2O works on a continuity where the later sequels are ignored, continuing instead from the end of Halloween 2. This means that in this continuity, Michael Myers could have been living under the house for two decades. So it makes sense. But again, you have to cut four, five, and six out of canyon completely. Mm-hmm. Um, Harold, the patient who get, goes, knows all about serial kills, is taken away by a security guard. He says John mm-hmm. Wayne Gacy died May 7th, 1998. John Wayne Gacy was actually put to death on May 10th, 1994. So That's get your weird. facts straight. Why did they do that? Get it together, mm-hmm. psych patient. Yep. Uh, when Harold gets the knife from Michael Myers, he starts telling the details of Mike, Michael's killing spree from the first two movies. He says he killed three nurses and one paramedic on the same night as the girl, his. When in fact, he killed four. Karen, Janet, Jill, and Miss Alvarez, a doctor, a security guard, and a U.S. Marshal. So yeah. those were all left off. I thought he killed a lot of motherfuckers in number two. Yeah, a lot more than that. Okay. That's so, just piss poor writing. I know. It's like, you know, if you're going to fuck over it, you know, get your facts right. You know, it's not that hard to go back and... You should have been a consultant on this movie, Mark. I should have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right. So that brings us to everybody's favorite time of the show. We're going into the budget game. <laughs> it's now time to play everyone's favorite game, Guess the Budget. All right. So... Here we go. Budget game time. Doug, what would you guess was the budget for this movie? Uh, $12 million. Okay, we got $12 million <clears throat> from Doug. Aaron? It's a major movie, national release. Weinsteins produce it. Weinsteins do a lot of stuff, especially like Tarantino stuff, Robert Rodriguez stuff, and also just kind of fun films. Uh, I'm going to go, man, Doug, you nailed it with 12. I'm going to have to go a little bit more just because I feel like blowing my wad a little bit harder. I'm going to go $15 million. Okay. Holy shit for an unprecedented two weeks in a row, two shows in a row. We had somebody guess the exact amount of the budget. And for another historic first, the winner is Aaron Southworth. Yes. I can't believe it, Dollar. I can't believe it. That's you ridiculous. win this snack size Snickers album. <laughs> All right. I will Trick or treat, motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> I can't believe I got it. I can't believe. And honestly, the only reason I got it is because I probably would have guessed 12 million also. Yeah. I piggyback well. off you. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Marshall. I knew it couldn't be 20, and I thought more than 10. Thank you, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> so with that said... Amy, here's the opening weekend. How much it made opening weekend? Before I say, Amy, you want to take a guess real quick? Just draw a number. For, uh, summer release, $4 million. 
I think that's about a good guess. A couple mil mm-hmm. in America, I guess. Opening weekend, $12,292,121. So it got all, pretty much everything in the first weekend. Word of mouth sucked. Man, geez, way to go, Tyra Banks. Wow. Gross. Overall gross as of October 2002 in the theaters. $30,259,652 is what this movie. It, made, it made money. It made Doubled money. money. It fucking made money. They always do. Blows my mind. Okay, moving on to our five-star <laughs> reviews. These special movies have a place in these special people's hearts. Five-star reviews. And there were 14 pages of five-star reviews for this movie. And I did, not, I did read through most of them. Wow. Uh, a lot of them are way too long and mostly just complete recaps of the movie. But there are some that were just fucking ridiculous so here we go five sorry halloween 8 may be the best movie out of the whole series aside from halloween 4 i give this movie five stars for being so great it's the best movie i have seen all summer and it's packed with actors like buster rhymes and actresses like tyra banks and in all caps and bold a must have for slasher fan i guarantee you love it you misspelled five stars that's a troll. That's somebody trying to get people just pissed off at them. Like that's a, and it's, it's got to be. It's, it's packed with great actors like Buster Rhymes. So I'm thinking, okay, so there's going to be Buster Rhymes, <laughs> the RZA from Wu Tang, maybe Ice Cube. And great I've never actually seen RZA in this role because he is like a you know Wu Tang. They love kung fu, and they would have been perfect role for RZA. But honestly, Buster Rhymes is the heyday of his music career and a bigger name. And RZA does martial arts. Yeah, yeah that would have been awesome to see RZA. That review is the equivalent of. When I was like a teenager working at Dairy Queen, and I'd tell my friends to rent a movie because so and so chick gets naked, yeah. and it's like a boring drama. But I'm like, yeah, dude, she gets totally like full frontal naked, and she does not get naked at all. And back then, there's really no internet or no right. sites to check that shit. Oh, uh, you had Mr. Skin back then, I think. Well, in high school, we didn't have internet in my town really at uh, all. Yeah, in high school, we didn't get on the internet. I would say Mr. Skin was like the first source yeah. for all that. Uh, all right, moving on. I have seen, this one cracks me up. I have only seen the trailer for this film. It felt like a breath of fresh air for me. The exterior of the Myers house felt like the first Myers house. The interior looks how it would look after events of the first two films and not furnished like in six or looking way different like in five. The trailer as a whole is brilliant, but the best part is in the middle where the voiceover guy says, but the house belongs to him. And then flash cut to some characters screaming and a webcam shot of Michael coming towards you with his methodical gait and only a flashlight pin spot on his upper body. <laughs> the Halloween 4 theme underscore. Another cool part, cool misspelled, part is the very end when the Michael bursts out of what appears to be a mirror grabbing the guy from American Pie. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, Miss Jamie Lee Curtis confronting her brother again for the last time, question mark. Guess you had to see the film to find out. Five stars. Five stars to this trailer. trailer. That is so weird. Yeah. I know. I've never heard of a five-star trailer. Uh. From Christian Gonzalez. I have been a fan of all the Howie movies. I also I have also had several nightmares with Michael Myers, and I must say to have a night of someone like that is very bad. I wake up sweating just thinking that he might be in the room with me. But yes, 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 I know he is not real, but it's just a really, really scary thought. 
and movie at the same time. This movie and its parts and its parts have made me think that to me it is the number one horror movie of all time. Oh, and I love the storyline with him trying to get his sister, his sister, but his, but she tough and can beat him. But who knows what is in store for us in part eight? I guess we all gotta lock our doors and close our windows and just see what happens. Five stars. Are these people like paid to give reviews? And if so, they need to find better people to give reviews. Yeah. If you like this, this is the name. This is the heading of the five story. Make five story review. If you like this, do not get the first. This one is probably the best and scariest, even though it's not scary. But there is a couple of downsides. It's supposed to be a couple, but totally misspelled. Of downsides to it. One, there is no gore. Two, there is lots of drama, which is apparently the downside. Three, there are some people that do the dumbest thing and it just ticks you off. But it does not mean that there are some good things after all. I did give it five stars. One, when the vines comes, it is intense. Two, for the scary cats, it will be scary. <laughs> there may be more downsides than good, but it's still great, so just buy it. Five stars. What the fuck does that mean? I don't understand that review at all. It means if you want to do some acid and then give a review on IMDb, that's what you do. Jesus Christ. A few more short ones. Heading, the, the title line of the review, trash. And this is an all bold and caps. Nothing but gore and rude curse words. The beginnings misspelled. Horrible. The acting's great. Only good thing. Five stars. It sounds like a cab driver I was talking to yeah. last week. You know, it's just, where do you go? We we want to go. Good good stabbings. Good bad language. No, that's exactly what it is. Headline to this one: Buster Rhymes puts on a command performance. This movie was out of doubt the best movie of the year as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it has it all. I reckon this movie to anyone who has good tastes in movies. Five stars. Oscar worthy. Oscar worthy. <laughs> Last two. Joshua J. Miller. Most of the people who wrote reviews for Amazon are idiots to say that H2O is better than Resurrection is plain dumb. And to say that the movie was horrible is even dumber. As a horror fan, I like the icons to live on because, as the movie says, true evil never really dies. So keep making Halloween movies. There are still diehard horror fans around. Five stars. This guy angers me. First of all, you're a dumbass, Joshua, because your grammar and punctuation are atrocious. And second, H2O is a better movie than Halloween Resurrection. But he's a true horror fan, Marshall. Yeah, well... I guess he's. I guess we're not horror fans then. So no. I guess we're wrong. Last one. Felix Garcia Jr. I've never been more into any Halloween than this one. This is by far one of the best sequels ever. It has to rank as number one or at least number two in the series. The movie is great in all aspects from opening frame to end. If I could rate this movie 100 stars, I would. I always like reviews like that, and then a commenter underneath says, so how much did you get paid to be the lighting guy on this film? Because you had to have worked on it. <laughs> oh, I like reviews that say, I love this movie. I, I was, my daughter was in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a few of those. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. So 
that's it. I mean, that's just any kind. Like, what what final cut comments do you have? Um, so are we going so bad it's good? Yeah, okay. well, 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 I'll get to this thing, but I just want because there's so many things to talk about this movie, how it just breaks from the given long, true, standing, beloved plot line of, of Michael. And yeah, I agree, six is crazy weird, and it's and a lot of people hate six too, but I still rather have had him follow as ridiculous as that plot line is, I still rather him follow the given plot line and story then break off to this, which is basically just a lame attempt to cash in on like the kind of new internet craze and you know a hot rapper at the time. So. Yeah, it's like throwing Jason in space. They threw Michael into the internet. And, and actually, a lot of my reviews I didn't write down. A lot of them compared this movie to Jason. It's very good. It is. Yeah. But they did come out the same year or like right after one. Did the oh yeah the trailer yeah. you said I. It's not a good movie, you know, but the only defense I could have is I, like you, I believe Halloween is pretty much my favorite franchise. That's the one I've had nightmares about Michael Myers growing up. I've always watched it. So anytime I get to see Michael Myers, like stalk people and kill them and stuff, I tend to be okay with it. Like it's not good by any means. I think it's better than Rob Zombie's part two. For sure, like in my opinion, that one I don't even like to watch. I don't own it. That's the one I don't own because I, you know. But this one I own and I have because it's a Michael Myers movie. I, I I don't. I own them all except for number three. <clears throat> number three to me is the movie that shall not be named. It's no, like I've my, never it's watched my, that. It's my Voldemort. It, it, I won't even talk about. Yeah. Season of the week. Now yeah. a little side note. During the time of this film, Resurrection, when it came out in theaters, there was a girl. That kind of dating. I had taken her on a few dates or whatever. And I, I couldn't wait to see this fucking movie. Like, because it was a new Michael Myers movie. Right. And, and that, that's still today. If that came out, I'm like, okay, I'm going opening weekend. So couldn't wait to go. She did not want to go at all. <laughs> she was just like, I don't want to go do that, you know? And, like, I drug her to this movie. And we went. And she was just, like, miserable the whole time. And when Busta Rhymes came through and said, trick or treat, motherfucker, <laughs> she was just like, I want to leave. Like, <laughs> and I made her stay. And literally, I never really talked to that girl again. Like after, like, so I do have history with this movie. Like Thanks that. a lot, Buster Rhymes. Yeah, like this movie, she was just like, we didn't really, me and her, this girl didn't really get along great yeah, anyway. I saw, but, I saw cock blocking Buster Yeah. <laughs> I saw six, seven, and eight in the theaters. Uh, <laughs> That's lucky that you saw six, because I don't remember that being in theaters. Yeah, I saw it at we the saw, we, we saw seven. No, I saw it at the Ritz, I think. Ooh. One of the, no. Well, we saw seven. Uh, one of them. It's the Ritz. One, I went to one there and they said, no, I wouldn't get it because I wasn't 18 yet. So they turned me away. That might have been the Ritz, actually, before. And then I went to watch it at the Lincoln uh, or vice versa. But yeah, I didn't okay. see it. Wow. We saw seven, the H2O, yeah. together when it was in. I think we were in, like, outside of Chautauqua, like Grafton or something like that. It would have been. Anything would have been. Alton. Well, yeah, we went and see, yeah, remember because it was just like, we're in a really. And that was 98. It was a weird theater. Yeah. 98. Yeah, because okay. it was 20 years later. Yep. It was 1998. Okay. Yeah. 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 Summer of 98, I guess. Um, all right, so final question then. So bad it's good, so bad it's scary. Um, I don't feel like it's ever going to be so bad it's good. Like that, that takes a special movie, you know, to do that. But it's not that scary. I don't know. I'd, if you're a Halloween slasher film fan, you should watch it, but otherwise avoid it. Okay. So bad it's scary. I mean, the film, I, I'm not as big in the Halloween as you guys are, but I still, I've watched number one, I watched number two, and you know what? 
number four, five, and six, I kind of caught here and there, and I never really cared. It was it was a little too weird. They got a little bizarre. Yeah, you know. So I'm like, eh, fuck that. I can follow a guy stabbing people with, you know, but the occult and the weirdness and the kids and the, eh, just didn't catch me. So when it came back in H2O, I was like, ooh, this is fun. And it was a nice little wrap up. And in my opinion, that's where it should have ended. Yep. One, two, and seven. You put those together. That's my, personally, as a casual fan, Halloween franchise. Number eight is just, you know, you're you just dropping a load on top of it. Yep. So. Me personally, the more casual fan, so bad it's scary. Don't watch it. I'm kind of in the boat with Doug. Like, I'm torn between because it's not. It's not like it's poorly made because they put the money into it. The production value is there. Uh, but I agree. It's like you take this thing that so many people love, and then you just take a steaming pile of shit on top of it and say, "Here, enjoy this." It's so. While holding up two middle fingers to the fans. That's yeah. how I felt. Money grab. Yeah, yep. that's how I felt about it. But at the same time, it is still Michael Myers. And I'm a sucker. Like, if they made a Halloween 9, I would go see it. I would I would buy it just because I want to keep my collection going. Michael Myers gets hired to do children's parties. Yeah. It may suck to high heaven, but I'd still watch because it's Michael Myers. And... That's, that's on, on me. That's, that's my own. Because I, there's a point where I can say, okay, okay stop, stop it. Stop, stop supporting this. So it's not so bad it's good. But we've seen worse. So I don't know if it's really so bad it's scary. So it's somewhere in the gray zone between where I agree. Like if you are a diehard Halloween fan, you really like Michael Myers, watch it. But I like your point of view. Watch it like with the idea of Michael Myers wants to just get the fuck out of this Yeah, remember, movie. he's not happy to be there either, folks. Yeah. Yeah, watch it with that point in mind, and it might make it more enjoyable. But otherwise, just avoid it. Stop at H2O and let that be the end of the series. His mission is done. He killed Laurie Strode. He's trying to just... Yeah, just turn it off after the first 20 minutes. After Laurie's dead, just stop the movie. He's trying to take a nap, eating some rats, just relaxing. Motherfuckers start coming in just stomping around on the house. He's got to take care of some shit. Yeah, maybe you could also say he's defending his term. They're breaking into his house. This is his house, and he has to defend it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that does it for us. Uh, our, our Halloween episode is a little longer, but it was Halloween and a special movie. Now, I do want you to take pictures of your Michael Myers action figure here. I okay. do have a, okay. a collectible Michael Myers doll uh, I've had for like, God, close to 20 years now. Yeah. Um, it's awesome, folks. It's really so, cool. It's got the Halloween uh, logos all over the box. It just it looks like a real good collector's item. Uh, I, yeah, I'll take the picture and put it up on our Instagram and Facebook and all that. So speaking of that, segue, uh, follow us on our Facebook page. Go there, like us, you know, give us some thumbs up, uh, interact with us there. Check out our website at HorribleHorrorPodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at SoBadIt'sScary. Follow us on, you can listen, subscribe to us and follow us on podbean.com. And you can also find us on iTunes. Subscribe, like to us. And also, not just us, but Doug has a new web series where he reviews called The uh, Rough Cuts. It's through Rough Cuts. I've done that for a while. But okay. yeah, you could go to wisestwizards.com and there's all kinds of links. And that's where I link to you guys. Every once in a while, I pop so up there. Check doing it out. Wisest Wizards, <laughs> Rough Cuts. Check out Doug for his stuff. It's good. It's funny. Uh, that's 
Aaron has something to say. And again, just throwing it out again to Ray Merrick, who was one of our guests before. That reminds me. Thank so you. just kind of support his wife. Um, again, she has uh, battling brain cancer. So if anybody who's a listener listening right now, go to GoFundMe backslash Go Elizabeth. So just a nice little cause that we're standing up for. Absolutely. I, tr- I almost forgot to mention this. I would have if Aaron didn't bring it up. So I apologize. I got so into the movie. Uh, Ray Merrick. I'm supposed to give a shout out to him anyway because he was the one who did guess what the movie was that we were going to do for this episode based off of one fucking clue I put on Facebook. <laughs> one clue and he guessed it. And the clue was the release year. I said it was released in 2002 and he guessed the movie from that. So That's a great guess. So good going for Ray Merrick. Ray nailed it. The movie. Yeah. Here's your shout out. Uh, thanks for you know paying attention and participating. And we like how we did that at the very, 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 very end. end. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's sit the there and listen to the whole thing. <laughs> All right, everybody, that's it for us. Uh, happy Halloween! Happy, happy Halloween! Halloween. Over. See you next week. Peace out.